the Fresno Focus Radio Hour. This is the No Focus Radio Hour. Comedy and insight from the greatest minds in Fresno. A Lito Mine Media Production. That's right. This is the No Focus Radio Hour, the number one independent podcast in the Central Valley. Thank you for listening and thank you for telling a friend. The No Focus Radio Hour is available anywhere podcasts can be found, including Rumble and your home smart speakers. Remember to subscribe and leave a review. It helps others discover our show. And while you're reviewing, keep in mind that five stars is the correct number of stars. If you enjoy our show, please share it with your friends. But if you hate it, share it with your enemies. Check out our site, nofocusradio.com, for exclusive content and to vote on Don's polls. We haven't had them for a while. It's okay. Find us on social media. Our handle is at nofocusradio. Find the rest of our shows at lightofmymedia.com. Be with you, you know it's true. <laughs> and you know just what I got to do. What are you going to do? I'm going to hit that ground running. 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 Running just as fast as I can. Going to hit the ground running. 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 Running to my favorite podcast in Fresno. Oh, God. We sound better without everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This is the No Focus Radio Hour, the number one independent podcast in the Central Valley. It's made for those who live in the Central Valley, for those who miss the Central Valley, those who long to live in the Central Valley, and for those who are getting ready for the heat to make a visit to us in the Central Valley. A long visit, staying for a while. Yeah, I think we're done with the rain. I think we're done with the rain. We, uh... Don't have our beautiful cast of characters, but we do have nope. one of them. We have the doorman. Oh, hey, Fresno, am I beautiful? You're gorgeous. Oh, You're the best looking guy in the room. You are beautiful, yeah. no matter what it's they true. say. For a grandpa, you look great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh, your grandkids must enjoy that. I yeah, yeah. That's real. Yeah, that's I can't so believe she funny. told me that, that girl. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Geez. Uh, yes, thank you. I'm yeah. happy to be here. Uh, excited about the show, and we big also show. have yeah, we have yeah, a great show. show. We also have behind the board the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Mister Max Johnny Nobs. Hey, whoa! Hey, I don't know what I'm doing. It's making noises. <laughs> All right, uh, you got excited there for yeah, a second. Too excited. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, hey, um, you know, I was. Uh, the other day, I was down at a uh, uh, local food vendor, and yeah. uh, you know, he was saying, uh, getting some great tacos, and we were, you know, eating our tacos and uh, tacos. and having some fun. And uh, he said, "Hey, you know that guy that you do that show with?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. uh, uh, Stewie." He goes, "No, no, no, not that guy." Mm-hmm. I go, "Oh, the uh, the other guy, Don, Don. Yeah. No, 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 not not oh. not that guy. That guy, uh, uh, Johnny. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 Johnny Knobs." He goes, "How did that guy get his name?" You want to know? Yeah, he. I want to know. He wants to know. Yeah. Everyone wants to know. Truly, I have no idea. <laughs> you guys gave me that name. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh! laugh track day when there's only a few of us. We laugh track. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. we need some extra audience participation right. here. Um, I thought it was because you controlled the. the- volume! That's true. That's um, why you got it. Yeah, right. thank you. I apologize. I'm going to be really annoying with the board today. That's our, that's our live studio audience yeah. today. Oh, gosh. I don't know how to stop it. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, when I don't have to monitor f- four mics, 
Yeah. I have a hand that can be over here. You got a free buttons. hand. Well, yeah, yeah, just yeah, keep it above board. Uh, yeah, that's keep right. It, yeah. <laughs> keep it on the buttons. We're, we're all good. <laughs> hey, so um, I don't know what's what's new with you. Last we last we were hanging out. We had a friend of the show, Jason Dam, on. Yeah, he was. Uh, he told us about his book, Hudson's Quest to Neptune. You can find that link in last week's show notes. Um, and we also talked about big bore drilling. Um, yeah. Yeah, but and since, he actually stayed with us a couple of shows. By the way, thank you yeah. if you're listening, Jason. Thanks again, man. It was great having you on. Yeah, we was. really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, welcome anytime. Yeah. Um. And yes, anything new since since then? No, you know, I'm trying to trying to open uh, uh trying to get my third eye working. Have you heard about yeah. that? That's the one from um Lord of the Rings. No, no, no. No, from, no. Um, that's Sauron, right? That eye uh, in the no, there's the tower. one uh, friend of the dragon, right? The dragon boy. The Dragon Boy, you know, House about? of the Dragon. Talking about What's the freaking Dragon Show. The Dragon. With Amelia show? Clark. Oh yeah, yeah. You're talking about uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's a third eye, right? Oh, that that guy that's the Raven. Yeah, he can see. He's called the Raven. No, the Raven. The Raven. They don't call yeah. it the third eye. No, 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 he's called the Raven. Oh, no, the third eye. Sucked. Third eye, though. Uh, have you ever heard of that? Seriously, it's yeah. uh, the, the pineal gland. Supposedly, like right in the middle of your forehead. I'm pointing uh, to Max right now. In the Did you just say your forehead. penile gland? That's your, not on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's no? a gland. It's a gland up oh. up in there. It's okay. it's supposedly the idea is uh, you conspiracy guys out there, stay with me here. Okay. Uh, supposedly, the idea is is that you know over time that thing gets calcified. But you know if you can do certain things to decalcify it. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. That's mm. why I want to. It's like an antenna, you know, and you get you can get all these vibrations. And, and suppose you have these really vivid, cool dreams and, and yeah. all kinds of stuff. But it's, it's like an awakening. Hmm. Have you ever heard of that? No? No, I'm just really interested about your calcified, try, try, try the, calcified look, penile gland. <laughs> look at the penile gland. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real penile thing. Penile gland? No, no, no. It's spelled P-I-N-E-A-L. I don't know, man. There it is. P-I-N. Yeah, yeah he's looking it up right now. Yeah, it looks like a penile gland. It's it's on the back, so it the, shows us kind of in the back right there by the hypothalamus. You got the hypothalamus. Uh, you located got your, uh, deep in the brain in an area called the epithalamus, Yeah, where the two halves of the brain join in humans is a situation in the middle of the brain but nobody knows what it does it's uh, functions related to our senses yeah so it's, it's supposed to be like a it, yeah it's kind of like a receiver it's supposed to be and, and you get an awakening mm-hmm. in some what do you do how do you do well, that? No, i'm trying to figure out how to do it yeah yeah Is it so, like you rub it no well, you can't feel it what are you talking about now i don't know <laughs> no i don't i don't know i'm just i was bringing it up i thought i thought for sure johnny knobs would have the answer on this no one. you know who might have so the see answer right there it says third eye you were looking it yeah. up right there on the on the, the um, google here we go how oh, does a Ooh. person awaken um spell it correctly their penile <laughs> gland <laughs> their, their penial <laughs> No, no, no. P-I-N-E-A-L. Pineal gland. Okay, here we go. don't here we spell go. it. Don't spell it. How does it. a person awaken their pineal gland? Um, uh, there are some practices that are believed to stimulate your pineal gland, including uh, meditation. Okay. Sun exposure. Hey, don't whip out your pineal gland <laughs> in the sun. Sleep. Ooh, uh, avoiding sleep. fluoride. That's everywhere. Yeah. See, that's mm-hmm. calcified. I told you. It gets calcified. Yeah. Certain foods and supplements. Interesting. I have heard that. You know, well, they're saying here, uh, dark leafy greens, turmeric. Oh, you know what? I do take turmeric. Yeah. So maybe, because I have been having some crazy dreams. Uh, it says also here, now we're, we're looking for folks we didn't explain. We're looking on chat GPT. Oh, yes. Yeah. Chat GPT is telling that's, us. That's what that's what's telling us how to how to do this. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I trust it, but yeah. uh, certain types of allergy, algae, it says, uh, are believed to stimulate it also. 
Um, they also say uh, skate oil. I, I think it's mm. a, some kind of, uh, I don't know, some, some kind of oil. It's like a little capsule that is supposed to do that too. It decalcifies it. And it kind of, it's like an awakening. Uh, I said, what is the difference between a penile gland and a pineal gland? Okay, uh-oh. Uh, it says there's no such thing as a penile gland. <laughs> <laughs> Are you making terms up? It says, on the other hand, there is no gland in the human body known as the penile gland. The term penile does refer to the penis, which is a male sexual organ. Ooh, a what sexual organ? Uh, a male. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh, chat GPT. You're going, in, you're in trouble. would you say it is a... Male? Male sexual organ. Uh-oh, chat GPT is going to go into... You're correct. PC prison. Um, oh, here we go. It's important to note that gender identity is a complex, multifaceted construct construct that encompasses more than just biological sex. So it actually, um, penile, uh, penis can be part of any um, identity. It is important, it is an important, wait, it is important to note that gender identity is a complex and multifaceted construct. Yep. Huh. Um, some people may identify and determine biological sex. Sexual organs do not determine biological sex. Okay. Wow. Well, that was there a good. Go. That was good recovery by ChatGPT. It was a good recovery. I was making sure because I didn't know. I was a bit shocked. I thought Google was going to take it out right now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, provide additional that. feedback. What is? That? There we go. <laughs> Can you give us your? Ad- All of a sudden, it wants to know what our address is. Where yeah, we're located. Yeah. I'm going to skip this. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with this. Unplug uh, it. Unplug it. Jeez, okay, it's tracking us. So you've been you've been uh, massaging your pineal gland. Uh, no, I've been I've been trying to figure out how to do that. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Got but anyway, it. yeah, I just want to be awakened. I want to know, you know, what's what's beyond the veil. Yeah, right. Interesting. Aren't you? Aren't you ever? Yeah, aren't you ever kind of curious to find out? Uh, you no. know, no. About like, what's beyond my senses? What's beyond the, the veil? What's what's is there is there something beyond what we see as reality? Yeah, there's a whole spiritual realm. I already believe yeah. it. So oh, you're already there. Yeah, I'm already there. Oh. Yeah. I don't okay. need. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't. I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't mind some uh, penile extra. gland stimulation, <laughs> but I'm just saying that I don't. I don't need it for extra. You know, so I know what's going Let's on. Let's call it penial. Pe- penial. Penial. I don't know. Uh, penile. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, in denial for in your denial. penile gland stimulation. Goodness, I don't know. Oh God! Anyway, what's what's new with you? What's going on with you? What have you been? Yeah, up to? what has been new? Okay, let me think here. Um, what did I do this last week? And we went to the um, MCC sale, which is at the uh, at Fresno Pacific. It's the um, Mennonite uh, oh, okay. Central Committee, I believe. Uh, Bree will correct me. It's uh, it's where all it's a uh, they raise money for um, you know the uh, school or. No, it's actually it's at the school, but it's actually has nothing to do with the school. They oh. they raise money for like work that the Mennonite uh, committee does. So, like conference. missions and stuff. Or? Um, yeah, but they mainly do things like raising. They have they have groups that will help um, like feed people in third world countries, and they do a lot of um, not just mission work, but really kind of helping um, third world countries build up mm. their communities. And so that's where all the the money that uh, they raise goes. So they'll do they auctioned off like. Somebody and it's really cool. People were donating like their Mercedes. There was a Mercedes there that you could buy tickets wow. for. There was okay. like a BMW. What, were they fixed up and nice, or were they? They were nice. There was okay. one that was like a really nice Mercedes, like one from the uh, like the seventies, like a gorgeous one mm. that only had like forty thousand miles on it. It was like in perfect what, what condition. Year? Is it, is it, it was uh, a seventy something. I forget. No, but like seven. It was a younger than a seventy three. Seventy three. I don't know. I don't you, know. Do, you don't have to smog it if it's younger than no, seventy three. There you go. It's really nice. I mean, there's yeah. some nice stuff out there. 
Um, they also have like bakeries and they, everybody's making homemade because the Mennonites are famous for like their baked goods. Mm. So a lot of like Swebok, which is like a Mennonite bread, pies, okay. um, fried fritters, German sausages. They have a whole bunch of stuff. So we did that, which was fun. Gwen, our daughter, had a blast. She oh, was good. Uh, out there just, you know, it was a nice, a beautiful day. So we just went out yeah. and we spent, you know, a day hanging out and. It was nice. There's a big, uh, big Mennonite community in uh, in the there valley is, here, there right? Is. I mean, I didn't realize it. But I mean, you can tell. I mean, mostly you can tell by the way they dress most of the time, especially yeah. the women. Sure, they wear the long skirts. Yeah, and- so that's the uh, they call that old man. Uh, oh, where's where's my wife when I need her? Old order, I believe. Okay. So there's Uh-oh. also this is like mo- the Mandalorian. I know. There's also much more moderns. There's actually like Reedleys, oh, almost all Mennonite. And you would have no idea. Like oh, okay. My wife's like my wife's entire family's. You know, they're all Mennonite, but they just look wow. like normal people. <laughs> well, no, but it's interesting because you, you there, there's a lot of things about the valley that you just don't know. It's true, like you know, it's like you never would have thought. I never would have thought there was such a community, and then right. and then hearing people talk, I'm like, wow, there's really a big there. Like, yeah, it's huge. Yeah. There's a big Mennonite community uh, around here. Also, very large uh, Ukrainian community. It's a big one. Mm. Really interesting. Big wow. couple of Ukrainian churches. Had a number of students um, who were Ukrainian. Two of my students met each other, both Ukrainian in different um, years, then uh, marry each other and have uh, beautiful Ukrainian children. Oh, now. wow. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's kind of, cool. I think that's what was all I did. Um, and then, you know, normal things, prepping for the show. I've been prepping yeah. for the show. A lot of, oh, yeah. a lot of things have been hey, coming out. Yeah. Before, before we get onto that real quick, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to, to hit back on the, uh, the pineal gland here oh, yep. for a of minute. Of course. We should definitely I, the reason, more. the other reason yeah. I wanted to bring it up, I, I just wanted to mention is cause we didn't really talk about it. I mean, you said that they weren't here, but we are missing our cast, two of our cast of characters. Speaking of pineal glands. Did they, I wonder if they activated theirs yeah. and that's why they're not here. Did they I, leave us? I bet you at least one of them hurt their <laughs> pineal gland. Uh, I bet you it was Marty. He he was Marty, te- he was Stu? telling me yeah. Stu was telling me that he had a wouldn't say it was an addiction, but he had a problem with really kind of stimulating pineal? stimulating that pineal gland. Yeah, you never know. Was he trying to so yeah because it's located right somewhere in the back of your brain. If you right. maybe just he rubbed it too much, rubbed it a little he, bit yeah. too hard. And, I don't know what's. Going. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah, anyways, I just to bring that up. So some, let's, uh, let's talk about some really quick things. This is a good one. Tower yeah. District Farmers Market. Some local news here. Okay. What is this? So we have a new Tower District Farmers Market. They're going to shut down the main street there. It's going to be weekly. Okay. It's going to take over Olive Avenue. I'm starting. Uh, actually, apparently, it started on the 20th. So on 4:20, of course. <laughs> uh, five to nine Thursdays year. Actually, that. Every Thursday at five to nine, that feels like that might really—it's too much, too um, too right? aggressive. That's or, what I'm thinking. Like, I don't think it's going to yeah. be that busy. All or too time. big, or too much out of the gate. Maybe. Yeah, they're going to have some crafts, fruit and vegetables taking center stage. You know what would have really been nice is if they would have if they would have let those people keep that church in the Tower Theater, then they would have had all those people there. They probably oh, that's actually really Thursday, true. Thursday yeah. night, but you know, probably now. Yeah. I don't know who does anybody go to the Tower anymore. Um, I sure don't. <laughs> say that much. Um, but, oh, you know why they're starting? Because they got a national grant. Oh, there yeah. we go. The national grant, grant. was to help fun, to educate oh, consumers educate. about mm, specialty crops. Yeah. So what better way to do that than to have a um, farmer's market? Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, that Thursday yeah. night, I mean, it's kind of cool, but, you know, in the wintertime, there's going to be nobody there. No. If it's, if it's cold and wet and five to nine at, in the winter, no. Also in the summer. You think too hot? It's hot. Yeah, and I don't. I don't. I mean, I could but, be wrong, but is the Tower District crowd like 
So I think half of them are pretty like, ooh, you know, we're artsy fartsy. We like, you know, local <laughs> or whatever. The yeah. other half is like, I just want to get beer and live on the street. So I just yeah. don't know. You know, like, I don't know. Tower's got a lot of. Um, it's a different crowd. Unhoused is what they say now. Unhomed. Un- unhomed Un- people. Unhomed people, which is fine. Um, it's a great place to go hang out with them. If you like, you know, there's a lot of, ho- there's a lot of um, dogs running around. Mm. It's just kind of like, I went there recently and I felt. Uh, scared. Really? Felt dirty. Yeah. You know, it, I haven't I haven't been down there in a while, and it really is a shame. I mean, the tower was was a beautiful place. It really well, was. I really it, did, though. To be honest, I did feel it was it was kind of it was bustling. There's people, but it just felt. Um, you know, I it used didn't to go feel like the tower that we know. It didn't feel like the tower I knew. And I know people yeah. may go, "Oh, well, that shucks." To, you know, well, it's because you're old. Well, no, because the thing is, I spent a lot of time. I lived in Tower for many years, and I, there was a time though when you know you'd walk through Tower. It didn't matter what time. It was night. You still hanging out in Tower yeah. every night, and there was a lot of people out. It, but it still felt pretty safe. Mm. It felt safe. Places had their you know their lights on. They were well kept. I went into Irene's, which I love Irene's. But I mean, you know, I think COVID took a toll on a lot of these companies. Like their their booths were like trashed and ripped, and mm. there was a kid you not a real like uh, a when I was talking about dogs because there was there was a, a homeless dog um, at the front door coming in and out of like the door begging for food. Really, just the whole thing felt like just kind of not. I felt unsafe, like not. Not me personally, yeah. but I felt like when I had my, my wife and my daughter, especially with my daughter, I felt like, man, I have to keep an extra eye on her. Like, I couldn't just, at mm. most places, I felt like oh, I was walking down the street, I had to be extra vigilant. Yeah. And I don't yeah. want to have to feel extra well, vigilant. When listen, I'm in a place. We, we, we've done many shows down there, and, and yeah. uh, you know, the tower has always, you know, it's always had a, a great crowd and a very eclectic crowd. And there's always been, you know, those, there's always been a few of the homeless, right? That would always of kind course, of run around. Yeah. And they'd come up and say, hey, you got a couple, you know, I got a buck or whatever. And he's like, mom, I don't have any change. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay, whatever. And they go on their way. Right. But it's different now. It's different. It's, it's, it's a different, it's a yeah. whole different feel. Yeah. And, you know, I there think used to like, be, I didn't call them this, but people would call them tower rats. Remember the tower rats? No, I don't. I don't tower remember. rats was like the phrase, because there was a lot of like 15 to 20 year olds mm, who were hanging out quote unquote homeless. And yeah. they just kind of lived in tower and they weren't, they were like homeless by choice. Yeah. They had bikes, they had some clothes, a lot of them had like phones, but they just lived on the streets of tower. And, you know, there was, you know, you kind of see them, you kind of get to know them. A lot of times back when, you know, circa 2000, maybe eight, no, like seven through 2012, a lot of them would hang out outside of like Roger Rocca's. And I kind of mm. like would get to, you get to know some of them. Yeah, yeah. You give them a couple bucks, you know, and stuff. Like, hey, like, you hey, know. what's up, man? Hey, I'm going to, I'm going into Dollar Tree to pick up more, you know, whatever, uh, makeup remover for my for fiddle on the roof <laughs> um i'll grab you a frozen burrito or something like it didn't matter but it it's different now i didn't yeah. i didn't mind i didn't mind that now i i'm sitting at irene's and there's people reaching over the little wall there like grabbing at us and i'm like i'm mm. not feeling comfortable here anymore and i feel like it used to be people would say like hey leave our patrons alone or get out of here i feel like they can't they can't do they that. They can't now. do that anymore. So well, and and the the, uh, the uh, you know the drug and the uh, the mental health crisis is just really spiked, yeah. especially since COVID. Yeah, and uh, and they don't have a solution right now for it. Right. Unfortunately, I have and it's a, just getting worse. Um, unpopular take. Uh oh. Ready for this? Yeah. Get off on here a tangent. We... Maybe we should get off. I'm going to mention it and then we'll talk about it on another show because it's a big one. Okay. 
my unpopular take is this, yes. is that we don't have a drug or mental health crisis. Ooh, okay. It's that we have a um, a a spiritual and family crisis. I agree with that. That's really what it is. I, I feel think like if so, we yeah. fix those other things, the 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 drug crisis is just like where does that stem from? That's really what you got to think. Yeah. Like, sure, the drug crisis isn't coming from because like uh, all of a sudden there's drugs falling from the sky. Like we've always no. had access to drugs. Yeah. Same thing with guns. Everybody's had access to guns. True. That is not a gun crisis. That is a, that is, we live in a world now that we are being told life means nothing. Mm. Like imagine being. Very nihilistic. Imagine being 18 and for the last 10 years from when you're eight years old, you're being told the world's going to come to an end because of global warming. You have no hope. If we yeah. don't, if you don't buy an electric car, you're all going to be dead. The world's going to flood. There's earthquakes. There's more. You're just being told that. And I'm sure you're learning that in school as well. You're being told, um, you know, uh, shout your abortion. Do whatever mm. you want to succeed in life. Well, you're, you're told that life, life doesn't mean Life doesn't mean, mean anything. anything. You're being told a you lot know, of these things. So imagine how depressed. And then you're also being told if you are somebody who is um, who has perhaps gender dysphoria, you are being told um, as a child, I'm talking about children here specifically. That if you if you're feeling um, any uncomfortableness, uncomfortable in your body, yeah. you're being told instead of being told, you know what, you're beautiful. You know, love yourself. You you are a beautiful person the way you are. You're being told you're right. You should be uncomfortable, and in order to feel good, you're gonna have to change because mm. you're never gonna feel good about yourself until you have massive surgery and take hormones. If you think about it that way, think about a child growing up in a world where when they start feeling uncomfortable about, and every child feels yeah. uncomfortable, uh, being told, yeah, you can't fix it unless you go through this really extensive stuff, start having doctor's appointments and, and hormone therapy, as opposed to saying, you know what, you're great now, and, and helping kids being encouraged through that, and then saying, let's get to, a, you know, let's raise them up, let them be kids, give them um, encouragement for the yeah. world. So when they get to 18, 20, 20, whatever, they can then say, if they still have whatever feelings they have, fine. They're old enough to make a decision. However, and by that point, they're going to be more stable. But at this point, they're not even, their brains aren't even formed even yet. Developed. A male's even brain developed. isn't fully closed until he's 28. Yeah. A male's brain is not formed until he's 28. And that's, well, here, you know, my, here, my mind not even be formed now. You're, you're right. You're right about that. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that the threats, the external threats are necessarily any different, but there is something that has changed because, I mean, when I was growing up, right, it was the Cold War. It was Russia's going to get us. Right. It was, you know, there we still had, it was the whole uh, peak oil at right. one time. We're running out right. of oil. It was there. There were still these threats and it was, there was still the climate change. I think it was heating up at that time, though. Sure. It was heating up. We're going to burn up. Sure. But um, just, I don't know. It's weird because you're right. And, Listen, uh, growing up as a teenager, what I can remember, I was I wasn't comfortable with anything that I was doing. You know, I mean, right. it, you're awkward. You're trying to figure the world out. Also, though, there you still had the hope. Though there was the there hope. was hope. There's no there hope was anymore. hope of that. You're there's things are going to get better though. Things are going to get better. Right. You know, we're we're pushing for you know a a, a world where where everybody it's it's going to get better. Not that it's going to be perfect. Not that your life is perfect. Not that you're not going to have all these scary feelings right. or scary things externally. But 
there's hope that it will get better. And you're right. That's what's missing, missing. missing now. There's no hope that we anything's also, gonna get better. We also have a victim culture where you get praised for being a victim. Yeah, true. So, you know, it when you instead of being praised in the past for overcoming adversity, you're now being told, Well, you can't overcome it. You're incapable of doing it because the world has been set up in a way where you're never going to overcome it. Well, you're not even imagine being told, imagine being bombarded with that. And and for the young people being told that, but imagine, I mean, we'll get to a story here that we were going to talk about, but imagine being penalized for saving money for a house or having good credit. You're literally being told, you're being told you can't, you can't be too good. You can't overcome, you can't overcome the lot that you've been given is what we're being told. Yeah, true. You're being told you've been born into this. Well, guess what? The world hates you and you're stuck that way. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And then you're also being but, told life doesn't have much meaning. And then you're also being told, and then if you do overcome it, then what do they do? They say, oh, well, you know what? Now you're part of the problem and we're going to penalize, penalize you. Penalize you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. speaking of penile glands, <laughs> they're going to penalize. They're going to penalize you. Penalize. That's what they're saying. Like, yeah. think of it. There's really, it's very hard. So you can imagine well, here, here's why the other do people thing. turn to drugs. That's why there's a drug. Here's problem. the other thing about that too, because uh, you're not told, but you're but you're told that the solution to your problem is external. It's government. It's right. all these other you know entities that will tell you how to live yep. your life, rather than saying, you know what, you can do it. The old bootstraps thing, pull yep. yourself by your bootstraps. You've Doesn't got the ability anymore. to do it. You know, not everybody is, not everybody's the same. Not everybody starts the same. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has the same abilities, right. but you can use those abilities that you do have, you know, and make and the rise best above. and rise above and make the best of your life and yep. help other people at the same time right. do the same thing. And you're not told any of that. Nope. I go back, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, maybe we have to do a, uh, we may just have to do an intervention here and do, uh, uh, have everybody watch Orange uh, Clockwork Orange Clockwork Orange Clockwork Orange style with the you know with the yeah. guys keeping his eyelids open yeah, yeah. the Malcolm Adele character uh, watch uh, Breakfast Club because if you remember that movie mm. you remember that movie Breakfast yeah, I remember Club that movie. Yeah, don't yeah. you forget, forget about, about me. me it had all the kids in high school. Yeah. Um, that all came from different backgrounds. You had the jock, you had the right. stoner, you had the the smart one, you the had head girl, you, you had, had all the, the cheerleader. Yep. You had all the everybody had detention together, and they all had to stay together, and they learned right. how to work together and stick together and overcome all the awkwardness together. Right. You know, and in the end of that movie, they they even said they go, I'm they they wrote the letter to the the principal that was yep. keeping him in detention. I'm the jock, I'm the brain, I'm the cheerleader, mm-hmm. I'm this. You know, and we are, you know, who we are, and and yeah, yeah. we we will overcome type of thing. You know, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> I'm telling it. you, what was that? How it ends. <laughs> This is it. This is it. Yeah. We may have to do that, man. That may yeah. have to breakfast club everyone. It's going to have to be bre- breakfast club's going to be our saving grace. But you're it's right. Rough, it, it is a spiritual. That's think, what it is. Hey, it's going back to the, the, the pineal, pineal yeah. gland, it's a spiritual awakening. It, it, it needs to happen. We need yeah. to have some kind of spiritual awakening. And, and also, the and people will say, and this is, a, this is a fact. So if people want to, I know people are going to come out and say, how dare you say that? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Um, but there are, and I'll put them in the show notes. Um, it's families, right? So we can pull up multiple studies about how family relationships, um, help the overall well-being of children growing mm. up. Uh, and there is the, you know, the, the, the nuclear family has yeah. been proven scientifically. I'm not saying this cause I think it's, it's not, I'm, let's take me out of it. 
I'm just going to say this. Scientifically proven studies, the nuclear family creates the most, even they've even shown studies of a nuclear family with a mom, a dad, and children where the dad has been an, um, an alcoholic and the mom has been abusive. But even in those terrible situations, mm. having that structure, children come out more um, successful in life and are able to cope with things more so than families who are raised outside of that structure. Yeah. So there's also a world where we we don't put um, the well-being of children of children first. We, you know, there's this idea like children's rights, if you will. We don't really think about it that way. We think about it of like what is best for me as an adult, and that's and I get it. That's a hard thing to always think about. Mm. Put to put children. A, a child first. Yeah. Um, and we, and we tend to forget that we tend to say, you can't even say, we can't even have these conversations because it's negative towards certain races. And it's like, I'm not talking about race or anything. I'm talking about race, sexual orientation, whatever it is, but we just have to look at the facts. Those are the facts. And when you have a government that, um, rewards things like, um, and think about it this way too. We uh, we're being taught, so inside the nuclear family, they've also shown people who are um, spend more time daily with with their family mm. um, have better outcomes in life, and and then think about how the government helps us. They tax us more, and then they give um, money and incentives for you to put your children in daycare and preschool. Yeah. So they actually will. They say you have to work because it's very hard to live, and we're going to take most of that money away. But you know what? We're going to help you by giving you money back to put your kids in, in if you put them in preschool. Mm. Like, so instead of helping me by letting me be with my children, yeah, you're helping me by making me work and put my be kids away from my children. away from my children being raised by you. And then if you listen to them speak, they will say they you can. there's multiple, multiple videos, clips, quotes of various people in the government um, high up in the government, saying things like, um, or in education, saying um, parents don't have the rights. We should be teaching the kids. Like parents yeah. do not have the know-how because we are the professionals. So if you think about that, that's just slowly breaking down. And, and, and let me and, and let me family. Yeah, you're right. And let me also interject. A lot of those people that make those comments that I have seen too um, also don't have children of their own. A lot. Of them. That's a lot of them. Yeah, yep. that's a, that is a lot of them. You're right. Well, listen, I, um, you know, just, just to kind of back up what you're saying as far as, as the family structure. I mean, you know, I come from a divorced family. I mean, I think sure. I was uh, nine. I'm trying to think, you know, so funny, like, like uh, when I think back on my past, it's, it's kind of like all blurred. I can't, I, sure. I can put it by certain, there's certain events in my life that I can link together, but I can't necessarily link together the exact uh, age I was when it happened. But um, I was probably, I don't know, between eight, oh my gosh, I'd say probably eight or nine. And my parents got divorced. And listen, they, they didn't have a terrible marriage and they didn't have a great marriage either. I mean, it was kind of falling apart. Right. Um, but when, even as like you're saying, even that it wasn't great, mm -hmm. even there were some, some things that needed to be fixed in that, in that marriage. But um, at the same time, when, when that marriage got broken up, I was shattered. Right. And, and you know, being a child... You don't know, you know, the, the two people that you need to look up to, you know, to try to guide you through this world now yep. when they're fighting 
And, you know, you're all of a sudden you're like, oh, my gosh, I mean, who do I turn to? Who can I turn to? You know, right. because every every family now the family's got I mean, I'm just talking my own experience here, folks, but every family's got to pick sides. Right. And then, you know, you go to the one side and it's like, well, you know, that we're the right side. And you go to the other side. Well, no, we're the right side. You know, and I mean, so as a child, you have a hard time. And then the last thing you want to do now, this is a long time ago and it wouldn't be as bad you know, as far as the government getting involved. But the last thing last thing you want to do as a child is go to the government, but you don't know right. that at the time, you know, because the school tells you, you know, oh, you know, if you have any problems, come talk to us. Sure. And I'm not saying everybody has has uh, uh, nefarious uh, motivations beside, you know, behind all their intent there, but, sure. but uh, you know, you like you say, you want to keep it within a family structure, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but it, and did. Honestly, it, but once it shattered again, me. And I know we're, we're scared to say... That because here's the thing, I I know single moms and single dads who have been incredible parents mm -hmm. and raised incredible children. But what I'm saying is, statistically and scientifically, I mean, I'll, and I post them. I have I have um, in the show notes. I have from Pew Research. I have studies. There's 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 a studies from um, Love to Know, American Family Center. There there are a lot of studies that will show that. You know, despite what we want to believe, there's just a simple fact. So, you, and there's so much of this that, you know, we're told, and my point of all of this is to say that we're told a lot of things that don't make sense. And as that yeah. grows, more and more of the stability within structure and the stability within children, you know, in their minds, when, they're, when that already happens, and they're coming from maybe a broken home, and then they're being told, you know, things don't really matter. The world's coming to an end. You can't fix it yourself. Um, you're constantly being oppressed. You can't rise out of this. That's that's what leads to the drugs, the mental health, yes. the guns. <clears throat> that's that's the issue. And I know it's an unpopular opinion. Well, I, I, I just don't say, really care. And I, and I will say this. A couple of things I'll, I'll say, too, as far as my own experience yeah. um, that kind of ties into this. When I, when I was, you know, when this did happen— and even for years uh, after, you know, and, yeah. and into my, you know, preteens there and, and stuff, um, you know, I still prayed to God that yeah. that they would bring my parents back together mm. because I still, no matter, even though it wasn't perfect, I still wanted what I knew that family structure. And I'm not going right. to say that, and I'm sure, you know, people out there can say, well, you know, things can be really, really bad. And, and sure, they, they can. can. Of course they but can. But I think, you know, from my experience and for probably most people, it's it's kind of the middle of the road bad. You know what I mean? It's right. not like terrible, terrible, but it's not a great situation. But at the same time, you know, that's all I wanted. I would pray for that. And, yeah. I, and you're talking about the drugs and the stuff. I think that at least that was the one thing that did help me yeah. in it was that we did, you know, when after the divorce, mm -hmm. um, my mother um, started to get more religious. Sure. And that at least did kind of guide me through because I had a church, the church, sure. kind of help. And there was something in the Bible and there was something to lean on. There was something. There was hope. There was right. hope and there was something to lean on and there's something yep. to teach you, you know, that there yep. that that this is the way life is and the good and the bad, you know. Yep. So, and that should all be coming from a family structure. But right. when, for me, that was my experience. And I think that's, that did kind of help pull me out to where I didn't fall down into that trap, yep. you know. Yeah, and that's another big thing. Like, you know, religion and, and understanding um, like Judeo-Christian beliefs come from a, there is a, uh, whether you want to believe, whether you want to believe it or not, the general belief of good and bad 
comes from that system. And if you if you don't have that, if you, then it's very hard to really understand the world. It's hard mm. for you to understand that what I'm going to do with guns is bad because there is no good and bad. Yeah. If you don't have, if there is no God, then what is good and bad? What do you judge good and bad by? Well, it goes back to the, what I said about nihilism. It, it's nihilism. Yeah, it's nihilism. It, it's you're just right. you're just out for yourself. There is no such thing as good or bad. Yeah. You know, if somebody can explain to me what good and bad is, I like that's one of my favorite arguments. Like, okay, what what's good? How do you prove it? What's bad? What is it? What does it matter if there is no higher power that says this is good and bad? Well, it, it, if the higher power is just the government, well, that's a problem because. That way it can change by who you vote for. And that yeah. means if that's the only thing you believe in and the wrong person's in power, that means they're bad, which means I can do whatever I want. Which if you want to go back to the Bible, that's one of the things that says don't believe in man, right? Uh, right. Or false idols. 100%. So, you know, there you go. I mean, and then that's true. I mean, it's you tough. know, if, you're, if we're talking about just that book, I mean, that, that's a book. It's, it's a guide map mm-hmm. of, of how to live, sure. you know, a life and, and to give you meaning to a life. Because, yep. I mean, left to our own devices, I mean, look! Look at what's happened. Just what you're talking about. I mean, you know, we're looking at the world, and it seems like yeah. it's getting it's getting a little worse. Not getting better. Um, you know, left to our own devices. I mean, even though we're so technologically advanced, right? Uh, we seem to still be kind of falling into this. Uh, I don't know. You know, um, uh, mindset. Uh, civilization seems to be declining. Put it that way. Yes. Yeah, it's rough. Um, anyways, that- I, I, I think no. You know, and listen, hey, thanks for bringing up these points. I mean, yes, these these are a lot of unpopular things to say and but i think people need to say them and i think people need to stand up more and and say them louder um it's hard because you do you know you get knocked down um for 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 saying stuff uh, like this like it's almost scary to say it yeah almost scary to say and i'm like look i have i have studies from pew research NCBI, IF studies. I have an article from the Atlantic that says the nuclear family family is still indispensable and it remains the stablest environment in which to raise children. Like these are we can say well, that it's not, but the truth is it is. Well, and here's the thing too, you know, like, for we, we, we both have young families and right. uh you know I, I want to be able to send my daughter out there into a world where there's other people that also have a lot of the same beliefs sure. and that they, they want to hold society up and that we can, you know, live in, in a, a, a moralistic type society for her. So she right. has a place. I don't want her to live in a nihilistic society where every, where it's basically, uh, you know, some kind of like, what's that video game uh, where they just run around and, and break things? Kill everything. And kill everything. Grand Theft Auto <laughs> Grand or something. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Living in Grand I Theft Auto. I don't want to live, or I want her to live in a Grand Theft Auto right. society. I mean, I want her to be in a safe society that has, uh, you know, has morals and rules and, right. and laws that, that everyone abides by, um, you know, and it's not going to be perfect. Now, that's the thing. There, here's the problem. When you always argue this with people, they're always trying to argue the perfect society, you know, oh no, you know, you you want the perfect. No, I don't want the perfect society. I just want a society that we can grow on. And just like you say, going back to originally what we were talking about with the hope that I felt when I was a child, you know, even though we had, you know, the Russians were going to attack Cold right. War, we had this, we had that. You know, you still had that hope that it was going to be okay. It was going to be better. You know, we can make it better. And now, yes. like you say, it's it's almost like there's this fog uh, of uh, that has come down on us where it's just like, you know, maybe it won't get better. It right. Won't, it'll never get better. Never going to yeah. get better. 
So yes, anyway, it's, uh, it's nuts. A bit nuts. A uh, bit nuts. But yeah. <laughs> um. but anyway. So but and the great thing for you is, uh, and you're always great about this, Max. Too is that you end up bringing the studies. I mean, you you bring the re- like they like to say now the new wording, the receipts. You bring in the receipts. I bring the receipts. You bring baby. the receipts to what you're talking uh. about here. You're not just you're not just saying it. You're bringing the receipts. That's right. That's right. I always bring the receipts. So once again, take a if you don't if you don't believe me, check the receipts. In yeah. The show notes. Um. Okay, moving on. This is kind of fun. I'm calling this um, uh, title, Got Guns? Screw you. (laughs) Screw your guns. Screw your freedom. California Democrats want to impose an 11% tax on gun and ammo sales. Of course they do. Yeah, excise tax. Um, 13 Democrat, 14 Democrat uh, assembly members are sponsoring a bill that would impose an additional 11% excise tax on all sales of uh, retail sales of firearms, firearm parts, and ammunition. Um, which is great. It's really nice because what people I, this is this is one of my favorite. I just want to. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, you're who's gonna? Okay, so you've got the guy who's gonna try to protect himself, right? So he's gonna walk in and buy ammo and pay. This eleven well, percent tax. Or what's going to happen is really he won't be. Able, he's going to be hard for him to afford. Because here's what people don't understand: when it's when ammo gets expensive, mm-hmm. it is hard for law-abiding citizens who want to protect themselves to buy enough ammo to get good with a gun. Mm-hmm. The best thing to protect somebody is: Would you rather have? Let's say you're sitting in a restaurant, somebody comes in, is like, "I'm on to get this place up," and some psycho comes in. Who would you rather have sitting next to you? A guy who has been able to go afford ammo and because ammo is cheap he goes to the range on a weekly basis and practices mm. and is a sharp shooter so when that yeah. guy grabs somebody else the guy sitting next to you pulls out his gun pop done or would you rather have the guy who's like me and says i really like to be good however you know to practice with my gun is a dollar a bullet so i go to the range by the time i even sight my gun in i'm 40 dollars in well i haven't pra- i practice two times a year so that yeah. guy comes in with the gun, and I go, uh, and I try to take him out and said I shoot the wrong person. Like, yeah, yeah. that's what ends up happening. Because the criminal who came in, well, they don't give a that. shit about the money they're spending on ammo because they've either stolen it or they're out to get killed anyways. So they have all the ammo in the world. Well, that's what I was going to say is that, oh, you're, you know, you're going to have the guy who's going to run in here to try to, to you know, go into buy ammo with 11% tax, uh, right. which he can't really get. Or you're going to have... The the guys that do these run on the uh, uh, these stores right. they just bust in there. You know this mob that comes in and just scoops all the ammo off the shelf and they just take out. They just take they, it. They just take it and they get so out of there. Really, the <laughs> only thing it does once again is it it makes the world less safe. Yeah, it does because the people who are doing these things they don't they are not the ones trying to conserve their their daily money right. They're just they're blowing all their money on ammo because they're trying to get good on ammo because they're expecting to die anyways. So like. This only hurts people because the, the, the law-abiding citizens who have a concealed carry weapon are, no, are, are less proficient with their guns to yeah. protect you and themselves. Who, who are the ones that are doing Not that it even matters because they have complete control anyway over there. Um, uh, but I don't who have are the, the whole list. Of who's assembly, do- so Mia, Mia Bonta you of Alameda. You see that? Where's that? Uh, it says, however, Assembly... Oh, wait. Assembly yeah, woman, uh, supported oh, the bill. Oh, she supported the bill. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, she says, Mia Bonta. We have one. We have Jesse Gabriel. Um, they don't name they, Of course, they don't name them all. Yeah. Huh? I, yeah. I would like to get a name and a list. I mean, not that sure. it matters, but... Um, let's see, scroll back up. Let's see, what does that say? The Public Safety Committee voted to pass the bill 
uh, Revenue and Tax Committee on a 6-2 vote. The bill will be heard in the Revenue and Tax Committee. So on Monday, April 24th, it's going to be heard. So they've already voted to pass it. Um, Californians are counting on us. Oh, so the legislation says it places a 10% excise tax on all handguns and 11% tax on the sale price of ammunition and other portable weapons such as rifles and shotguns. Californians, this is, this is their statement. Californians are counting on us to do everything we can to keep our children safe from mass shootings and gun violence, says Assemblyman uh, Gabriel. Say what, uh, step one. I got a good idea. Step one, secure <laughs> <sure>. the border. <laughs> right? Step one, stop fentanyl I don't, and guns from coming over the border. That's I, step one. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. As a, as a California family person, I don't want this guy to keep me safe. Right. Thank you very much. Or, or lady. I, I, I said Gabriel, but I'm not sure if that was the last name. Anyway, I'm, I'm not sure if it's a, uh, he or she, but I don't want the, I don't want anybody in the government to keep me safe. Thank you very much. We do have a police protection. Right. Um, you but know. another thing, I really, I have such an issue because at the same time, these very same people are saying things like the police don't protect you. We have to defund them. They're not going to be there on time. So something yeah. happens. We've seen every city where you have less police, where they've been defunded. Even if they are funded, if something happens, it's going to take a few minutes for police to get there. Once again, as a citizen, just ask yourself this. You're sitting in a restaurant. You're in a bank. You're in wherever you are. Somebody comes in with a gun. Who would you rather have standing next to you? A guy who's a concealed carry, who has a CCW license, who has been practicing weekly, and is proficient with his gun, so he quickly knows how to take it out and take that shooter out. Done. Or imagine the guy is holding a hostage with a gun to the person's face. Who would you mm. rather have? The guy who can actually aim correctly and shoot the shooter and take him out, or the guy who's like, oh, gosh, I can't do anything because I'm not good with my gun. Yeah. Or have nobody with guns, and you have to wait for 10 minutes. Yeah, a cell phone, maybe you get a cell phone, you know, somebody's calling 911. Yeah. Yeah, you wait for 10 and... minutes as this guy shoots a place up. What would you rather have? Well, Ask and... yourself that question, and I think, for the most part, your mind will change. And here's the deal. I mean, we all know, if listen, it, 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 we all know that they're after the guns. Right. For, for the regular public, that's right. where they're after the guns. They want to disarm the regular public, yep. and and we all know this. This isn't yep. a secret, and it, it's, it's out there, but... Here's the other th the other point to that too, and if they're talking about specifically school shootings, right, right gun violence and school shootings, here's the deal. I, I think, especially in this Tennessee one that happened, you know, it the person stated they went for the specific school because they had no security there. Right, they were an easy target. So why don't they take some all that money that California loves to spend, and why don't they put it maybe maybe give some grant money? To right. instead of worried about farmers markets uh, in certain places, let's give some of the grant money to the schools to be able to have an armed guard guard present, so it will deter a person from coming in. It may not stop everything, but it will deter them at least. I mean, right. that, that that would be another option. Hundred percent. You know, but as far as the tax goes, yeah, it's this is all a joke. We know they just want to get them. That's that's what they're doing. They're trying to find ways. They're trying to pull heartstrings. They use the, every. Tragedy. I'll put a study in the show notes. The Crime Prevention Center. Um, has done their study. 98% of all mass shootings happen where? Gun-free zones. Yeah. 98%. Now, let me ask you this. You know, it'd be interesting. Uh, we, I didn't know you were going to talk about this. It'd be interesting to pull this up to find out exactly how many uh, shootings that are that you're talking about that a person with that's actually armed that intervenes and saves people. How many, how many times does that happen and it never gets reported? I'll tell you right now. Every shooting that's ever happened has been stopped 
by a gun. You're saying every, every shooting? Every shooting has been stopped by a gun, whether that's been the police with a gun, mm-hmm. somebody else with a gun, or the shooter killing themselves. Every shooting mm-hmm. has been stopped by somebody with a gun. Okay. Even if they haven't shot them, think about that. Have yeah. you ever, has a, shooting, has a shooting been stopped by somebody being like, hey, stop, like a somebody who's shooting? No, maybe somebody with a knife, maybe. But I would say 99% of shootings mm. have been stopped by somebody else with a gun. Interesting. That's how you stop. Interesting. Well, I would say, yeah, even that, that one that happened down in Southern California, remember that was a, uh, um, oh, I can't remember, it was an Asian community, remember, and they had, oh, yeah. and they had the real bad mass shooting, and then the yep. guy was coming into another building at a, yep. a different spot that they were having a dance at, and the person that was manning the door was able to wrestle the gun away right. from, Amazing. So you're from, right. from that person, and what you're saying, because the yep. guy then had the, gun, had the gun, and then the other person ran that was coming in right. to shoot people. Yep. So you're right, you're if right. If you think that about be, it, that's it's a good point. always that's stop a good with a gun. Yeah. Always. That's a good point. Yeah. So it's like, unless there might be an outlier there where somebody threw an axe and knocked the guy out, but I would say, I almost guarantee you, 99 point something percent of guns are stopped by somebody with a gun. Yeah, interesting. Um, okay, so, so, anyway, that, so that's that, your great California. Yeah, there we go. That was called Got Guns, Screw You. Here's a new one. This is called <laughs> Responsible go. with Your Money, oh, Screw You. No. Here it is. Our amazing, our beloved president. I just, I can't get over that. I can't. Get over this. So imagine you've worked hard your whole life. Just think about this. Yes. You've worked hard. Okay. You've paid off your, you know, you pay your credit cards off. You do everything. And Biden has done this. If you have a credit score of 680 or higher and you go get to a mortgage, mm-hmm. they add an extra 1 to 1.5% on top nice. of you. If you have yes. a credit score and you're shitty and you have like you, you haven't been taking care of your money and it's 620 or less, it's a 1.75% less. So if you're good with your money, you get screwed. And so if you have, if you have a good credit score, you add 1 to 1.25% on top of whatever mortgage rate you're paying. And if you have a bad credit score, and if you have a large down payment, oh yeah, or if you have a large down payment, or both. Or both. So even if you put in by large, I mean 15 to 20%, which yeah, is what if they you have tell a standard, you a standard, standard down if you have enough yeah. money to put a standard down payment on a house, yeah. you get screwed. So it's actually better to default on your loans and not put a down payment on your house because in the end, you'll save money. Well, this reminds me of the you will own nothing and you will Dude, it's insane. Yeah, no, this is so Biden. So this starts what, May 1st, right? This takes effect immediately. And is this, is this a president? How did this get into place? Is this a, is this a executive order? What is this? I don't know. I, I've I don't. never, nobody's told me what the hell this is. You know, it's funny because somebody was just telling me this too. Uh, as a matter of fact, just today they were saying, you know, I don't understand how Biden, I mean, I thought Obama was bad, but how Biden has the power to, to just throw all this stuff through. It's insane. To throw this stuff through. How, how could he do that? I've never heard. I've like, This is full on commie socialism. So I so to completely explain this, uh, go ahead now. You're, I know you said it's going to be high, but okay, so these are new rules uh, from the Federal Housing Finance Agency, which is uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, and they control over 60% of the housing market here in this article from Fox Business. Um, it says, and it's going to go into place in May 1st, if you have improved your credit score to 680 or higher, or if you have made a down payment of 15 to 20%, you will be penalized with a higher mortgage interest rates and new large fees on the transaction. So not only the interest rates are going to be high, but there's also going to be more fees on the transaction. Mm. So does that mean that the 
with the fees, does, does that go into the price of the house? Did the real estate agents make less? What What's the actual impact here? I'm sure everybody gets screwed. You know? It's, in, it's, it's, it's actually like, it makes me really angry because I, I worked very hard. Like, just so this is my story with my credit score. I didn't really care about, I didn't have a credit card until I was like 25. I just didn't, I was like, I was one of these guys like, I don't believe in having a credit card. I'm going to pay everything cash. Mm. Um, until they wanted to buy something, you know, and they needed a credit score. I was like, okay, oh, I'll yeah. go apply yeah. for a credit card. And I go and apply, and my credit score is like 410. And I'm like, what? You should usually start at a certain time. I, they usually start you at like 650, and you work your way up. Mm. It was crazy. And I'm like, this is my first credit card. How? And then I contacted the credit bureaus. There's an outstanding bill assigned to me from 1989. Okay. When I was one year old. What? From Valley Children's Hospital that somehow got assigned to me and my social security number. So for years, this was just affecting my credit score as outstanding oh debt. Oh my gosh. Outstanding debt for 20 some odd years of my life. That is ridiculous. So I f- it took me maybe, I think this actually happened when I was 20, and I, I lied, it was when I was 22. And it took me almost three years to get that cleared. Are you serious? But once it was cleared, they said, okay, we'll wipe it off. However, we can't, you have to rebuild your credit score. Now you have to go from the ground up. So I started from like a four, it was below 450, which is like essentially might as well have no credit score, right? Yeah. Um, And I had to work really hard because nobody would give me a credit card. So I had to get one of those, I forget what they're called, I had to give, it was HB, HCB Bank, HBCB. Yeah, HSBC or something. HSBC Bank. Yeah. They were willing to give me a credit card, but it was a, a credit card, that's kind of like a loan. I had to send them $1,000. <laughs> and they had that $1,000 on file. And then they gave me $1,000 in credit. <coughs> and I could only use $200 at a time per transaction. Oh, my God. And I had to do that for years until they bumped me up to $300 at a time and then $400. And then eventually they gave me a $2,000 line of credit. Mm. And this went on forever. And then it wasn't until maybe honestly, till I was like in my late twenties when I finally hit like seven something like 700 and I got like a capital one credit card, but I fought for years. And now they're telling me that if I go get a mortgage, they're going to screw me. And I'm like, well, go like go I, like, I'm about to say a bad word. Um, go. What is it? You're. You, you, <laughs> you know, like, it just really makes me. No, no, no. Angry. Well, of course it does. I mean, listen, you know, that that's that's the joke of it is that, you know, you can be. Now, you, you started off because of some special circumstances there. But the joke of it is, is that really the way you started off is probably the way it should be for people. Sure. If they should start off with that. Work your way then up. Then work your to, way up. And the thing is, it taught me a of, lot about money. Yeah, instead of, well, it taught you to respect it. Instead, yeah. of, instead of just giving you a credit card with, oh, here's a $5,000 limit, and then you go out and, like most people do. Blow it. Yep. And blow, especially because you're so young. We're talking about the brain's not fully formed. They're giving them to you right out of, you know, like 18, 16, whatever. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and you're out there just spending money. Oh, I'll just make the minimum payment, you know. 
I think a lot of us, I mean, I've done that too. I've overspent mm-hmm. a little bit and had to, you know, and, uh, sure. and, and gotten into a little bit of trouble. Here's the other thing too. Didn't we just go through a housing crisis uh, a few years back? And that's the here? other thing. I'm confused. So what does this do? They lower the credit score. So you have, I mean, you, you get a mortgage with a low credit score. So they're assuming though, that if they lower the rate that the people who have this automatically know how to use money all of a sudden? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the the motivation for the banks to have these rules on there is because they want to make sure you can pay your mortgage. Right. They want to make sure that they lend you this much amount of money. I mean, right. most houses, let's say the medium cost is what, 300, 350 right. maybe yeah. for, you know, right now, medium, especially in California. So yeah. they want to make sure that you're going to be responsible, that you are responsible to give yeah. you that money. Yeah. So the American dream now is just to make it all equitable so... Someone yeah. who has who has worked can't you know basically gets penalized. Right. Someone who doesn't have any credit, right? You know, and I you know, and and the whole and the whole thing here is the equitable. You know, I mean, we've talked about well, that they, many they times. Say it right. That's not, I think I have an article that explains it. Yeah. You know, but of course, what it does is it penalizes people who are are good with their money. People who have maybe been bad and learned lessons with their money. And right. like you say. Uh, does it say in here? We're looking at the article right now, folks. On the credit scores, six seventy nine will have fees slashed. If you have low, you also have lower fees, favorable mortgage rates. Um, so why? And let me ask you this: If what, you have a lower oh. than six twenty FICO score and put a down payment of five percent or less, you get a one point seven five fee discount. Wow. So what? What is? What's the motivation? Here's another thing too. This is going to hit the mortgage industry, right? Because. People are just going to get the the people who back these mortgage companies are just going to get out of it because you know they're not going to be able unless they're making enough money on the increased fees and one percent extra from the people who are paying the but, mortgages. But going back to the receipts, I'd like to see what the receipts are on on uh, how many people that have bad credit will foreclose on those homes. You know what I'm realizing is it doesn't matter because we bailed out the banks last time. So they just they just know they're just going to get a bailout. They don't care. What does it matter to it's them? Funny money, right? Like really, what does it matter? True. Oh crap! The housing market's going to crash. I oh whatever. Like well, you know who it hurts what though. No, but who but who gets bailed out? The big the big banks, right? right. They don't bail out the credit unions. Oh no, small banks they don't are bail get out. Yeah, the, the small small banks. You know, your community bank isn't going right. to get bailed out. It's going to be you know B of A, J P Morgan. It's going to be all these guys, right? Uh, that that typically get bailed out. I didn't realize that in January 2021, mortgage rates in the U.S. set a record low of 2.65%. Wow. Why wasn't I just buying homes up? <laughs> Freaking Left two right. six, That's like free money. <laughs> Think about that. You're paying 2.65%. You then take money out against your house. But what's... You could just stick it like in the in any random mutual fund, and make four percent of that. Well, well, yeah, yeah. If you're talking about just taking money out of your own house, but if you're talking about just buying up houses, I mean, I'm sure there well, that that two point six five wouldn't work for like for someone who you know wants to like slowly increase their their assets and their wealth and say, well, I'll just buy a a, a home, fix it up, and rent it out. Right. right. You can't do that anymore. They won't do oh, that. No, they they would they would penalize you to do that. Oh, you can't even. There, you can't. The average person can't even buy a home anymore. Yeah. That dream is if you don't own a home now, uh, good luck. What well, What were the stats on that? I think it said that there. It was like what fifty eight percent of people will uh, right now, especially right. young people, don't have that they they can't afford a home. They can't it's afford to buy that. a home. I think what it is. Let me see here. Um. Yeah. Let's see here. 
Mm-hmm. What does it say? <laughs> 2023. Looking it up. Do, 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 oh, yeah, you were close. Do, yeah, yeah. Do. Um, what is it? It used to be 75% of households owned their own home, but they're looking here, homeowner statistics 2023 updated. It says mm. 56% of millennials, they will never essentially own a home. They won't own a home. They can't own a home. Yeah. So, Which I mean, means it, that the opposite. So, 56, you go, so 40, uh, four, it went from 75% to 44%. Home ownership, essentially. Here, here, here's the crazy cycle, though. You know, the government has, I mean, essentially, they've let this recession get out of control. They printed money and handed it out like candy. Right. And now we have crazy inflation. And so if they think that people, that it's going to be okay to invest, that people are going to want to come in that can't afford a home, invest in a home. That if they make it easier, that's going to make the economy stable. That's not going to do it. Right. That's going to make things worse. It's like every step they make, it makes it worse. The question is, is it by design? Yes. Okay. <laughs> or is it just by stupidity? Quick answer. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. We well, have uh, Larry Elder entering that we only have a, we have no more time actually. We're 45 seconds over. Larry Elder's entering the uh, Republican presidential oh, race. You see that? Oh, the, uh, the black face of white supremacy. What they call him the black face of white supremacy. <laughs> there he is. He's entering wow. the race. Man, what a race. Is that, they call it a race because, you know. I, I think it's good that I think it is good because, you know, pe here's the deal, though. I think people are getting so caught up, especially on this side of it, uh, about, uh, uh, you know, just between DeSantis and, and Trump. And I think we do need yeah. we do do need more candidates in there to kind of offset everything and to talk about issues because, you know, you get these two guys in there and they're only going to talk about a couple of things, Florida right. or, you know, the election, right. Florida or, you know, right. uh, uh, you know. Uh, they screwed me over. So here's the deal. If yeah. we get more people in there, I think it'd be good to get to get different views and to get some different issues to get brought out to the public. So I think right. it's great. Did you see um, Don Lemon and uh, Vivek Ramaswamy? You see no. that one? No. So I like Vivek Ramaswamy. I think if he ends up uh, getting his name out there as somebody. Um, so really quick, though. Uh, Larry Elder says, which I like, he's talking about what we said. He said he has a moral, religious, and patriotic duty um, to give back to my country that's been so good to me and my family. He said he's going to focus on um, border security and the disgraceful lie that the United States is systemically racist mm. and that he's going to bring attention back to the lack of fathers in the home. He said America is in a decline, but it's not inevitable. Um, we enter a new American golden age. I like that because that, that sounds yeah. hopeful. That's what right? we need. That's what sounds we need. Sounds hopeful. Um, yeah. yeah. I know. I, I do like it. I, I think it's good. Good for Larry Elder to, to jump in here. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you pronounce his name. Vivek Ramaswamy, Vivek Ramaswamy. I think it, I, I've heard of yeah, Vivek. I've heard, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. He, he came out hard with Don Lemon with some facts that a lot of people aren't going to like, but he was good because it was just straight up... Um, Let's see here. This is from, do you know the Cartier yeah. family? The Cartier family. They are a group of African-American men. Um, they're pretty great. Let me see here. I turn this up. Now, wait, while you're looking for that, Vivek. Uh, oh. Where's that coming out of? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Is that coming out of our headphones? Fox just got yeah, yeah, it is. I think CNN is a bad show. Why'd they get sued? I'll post this link okay, in the so, show notes. 
So these, these are guys. Two, these three, are guys four, that are five. actually sitting around. They see what he did. Don, yeah, Lennon, yeah. They're, they're, they're sitting they're around watching. They're watching uh, this whole thing with Don Lemon. And, and this is uh, that family, the Cartier. Cartier. Yeah, yeah. Do they, they have a YouTube they channel? Admit, they Fox, do. Fox News. They, they admitted they lost uh, by the Dominion Company. Mm-hmm. They're a voting company on the opposite. Oh. Of, yeah, they uh, said some bad thing because you know. All right, and, so uh, he's. They they're cut. I'm gonna jump to it. Name like that, you're not gonna win the GOP, bro. All right, all right, let's go ahead. It's not and productive. It's insulting. There are a whole plethora of reasons that. With due respect, I find I find your explanation reductive and actually insulting, including to Black Americans. To say that Black people today, compared to 1964-1865, haven't made progress in part because of the freedoms we secured. Don Lemon wasn't ready. <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh, what's his face. Let's get into this. Yeah, yeah. the officer Tatum. So, anyways, I said kind of this is a lot. This is a very uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. But essentially, Don Lemon's arguing that um, over the Civil War, that mm. it had nothing to do with that. It actually didn't help. Uh, Don Lemon's saying that it didn't actually help um, African Americans and blacks uh, become more free. And Vivek <laughs> Ramaswamy's like, uh, yes, it did. And let me tell you why. And then it gets into this really ridiculous revive. Uh, Vivek has very just clear stats. He explains yeah. that um, now. Now Vivek, uh, for a lot of people who don't know who is who he is, can oh, you explain? Yeah. He he is a uh, isn't he like a uh, entrepreneur uh, from the uh, is he Silicon Valley entrepreneur? Yeah, you know what? I don't know his entire. Yeah, he's an entrepreneur. Um, let's see what isn't he is. Guy almost a billionaire, or author and Republican candidate. He's actually apparently going to be running for president in twenty twenty four, which I find interesting. I think he. Officially put his name in the. Did he officially put his name in? I think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's yeah. It looks like he did. Yeah. yeah. So he's he speaks. He's um he founded a biopharmaceutical company, oh, Royvan yeah. Sciences. There you go. Okay. Which um he had. I think he is certainly. I think he sold it. Did he sell it or is he still part of it? Um, but I think he sold it for like three billion dollars or something. Smart dude. Yeah. Um. He also then uh, co-founded Strive Asset Management. If anybody knows that, they are Strive Asset Management is awesome. I actually put some uh, money into them. Mm. But they are their big thing is focusing on um, investment firms. So typically, you put your money into like a mutual fund or some sort of fund. Yeah, and it's going to just these big companies, big woke yeah, pool of companies. companies exactly. Yeah. He is putting money directly into companies that are opposing ESG scores. Ooh, really? So what they're doing is as this this group, Strive Asset Company, using the money you invest is then, you know, what you do is when you invest in a fund like that, they just buy stocks in a company. So his goal is to buy enough stocks in these big companies okay. to get a board membership seat. Okay. To, in order to say to them, you can't do that stuff. So so he's essentially really cool. he's essentially doing the same thing but on the opposite side of what like Blackstone, BlackRock, yeah. all these companies do. What people don't really get is the reason why companies some people are like, "Yeah, but why does Nike do this? Or why did Budweiser do, you know, what they whatever?" Did, yeah. It's because they don't really own their company. They're publicly traded, which means that people who own the most stocks sit on the board and they decide. Yeah. His thing is Put your money in here. We'll get a board seat, and we'll start making things change, or at least put mm. the kibosh on things. So I don't have—I don't have like a ton of money invested, but I was like, you know what? If I'm gonna put some money into it, you know what? I'm gonna stop. I wanted to put my uh, my money where my words, is, where my mouth is. I yeah, know. I don't want to just say I'm against it, and then I'm just putting money into Nike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but this guy uh, Vivek, he's only 37, dude. Like that blows my wow. mind. Wow. You see him talk, and you see what he's doing, and I'm like, oh man, this this old man, he's great. And I'm like, oh, he's. <laughs> he went to Harvard and Yale, so he's a dummy. Um, he's uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Boy, he's making me feel uh, pretty, right? <laughs> pretty sad right now, dude. It's crazy. Well, so people can check him out. I mean, if they actually want to see this argument, they can check it out on YouTube. I mean, yeah, I'll put like it, I'll there's, put a, there, um, there's tons of uh, tons of clips and tons here. of clips and tons of other people, you know, doing clips. Um, I'll throw in. Um, I don't know. You can you can see him talk about. There's I'm so many clips, one. but it's pretty. It's pretty solid. I'll put. I'll just put the first one I Google on there. Um, that way you have it. Um, I'll just put that here. Well, you know, here's the deal. You know, we've talked a lot of lot of negative stuff in this uh, cast. Uh, besides the, the pineal gland, going back to that, I think that was pretty positive. Positive, definitely positive. positive. <laughs> but uh, no, I, sure. I think you know, yeah, you know, thinking uh, going, things can get you down. That's the thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, like I know we do talk like oh this, oh that, the taxes and this and that. Yeah. But you know, there are people uh, with this Vivek and and yeah. with Larry Elder and stuff. You can see there are people that are pushing to make a difference. There really people are. that are are trying. Even though, even though yeah. the media and everybody is against them to, you know, to, to, because they're not carrying the negative. Right. You know, and they're in there, in there to basically yeah. squash their voices. Yeah. These people are still getting through. And I think, you know, if you guys get a chance, yeah, listen to their, listen to their stuff. Yeah. Um, check them out. Um, they are getting through. There's some positive. We can take away some positives from this, it's you know, true. and it is. There's cracks that are forming, there are cracks. And and the uh, light is shining through. Yeah, people are throwing. They're throwing some punches. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Hey, oh, oh, oh. get him, get him, get him. Um, <laughs> was, also, that De, was that Desantis? That and, was Desantis. Uh, yeah, that was uh, little, going against uh, Newsom there. The uh, also you said you know in in a world where so there's so much like darkness and bad you know, news stories. Yeah. I do want I do want to end on a, on a high note. Okay, let's do it. Um, really good news coming out of Hollywood. The criminal charges have been dropped against <laughs> Alec Baldwin. So, finally! Yeah, yeah, finally. You know, he killed that person. Freedom at last! And I don't know if you saw this. He's. Can you believe this? Can you believe this shite? Did you see that he is, fil they started filming again? Yeah, yeah they're filming they're again. They're back yeah. filming? Yeah. Just drop it. Look, here, unless the family was like, no, we want to see it. It's her last thing. Sure. But if that's not the case, if the family's like, no, dude, you respect. But you that. know, you you've kind of scratched the surface with that world. I yeah, mean, you man, know, there's people that got money in this thing, money, right? Dude, but but money. is it? But they should have insurance on it, right? Right. What they should have done is done a documentary about it. Spawn, no, know, I think he is. He is doing. He'll make money on it. They hope. Yeah, he'll probably asshole. make money. And, but at, but here's the other thing: the uh, the armor, the charges are not dropped. They dropped on Alec Baldwin. Oh, but not the armor. But not the armor. He threw her under the bus. Yeah. Under the bus. Yeah. Yeah, so it's all it's all going to be. I don't oh. know what happened there, but essentially she is still on the hook uh, here with these charges. Oh, so sicko, <laughs> so done, so oh, done. I'm hoping for a Thirty Rock reunion. Dude. <laughs> now that Alec is oh, free, God. maybe he'll be in the next Beetlejuice. Oh, Beetlejuice Two is coming out. No, yeah, I would see that if uh, they got Michael Keaton. <laughs> they got Michael Keaton back. I they think. are. They're doing it. Michael Keaton's coming. Are back. you lying? Winona Ryder is coming back. Uh, what's it, that girl that played in that uh, uh, Wednesday show? She's gonna be uh, the daughter of Winona Ryder. Are you kidding nope, me? No, it's coming. I, oh, yeah. Is this a fake one? Nope, this is real. Beetlejuice 2. Oh, my God. Yep, I'm there. Tim Burton's Opening doing it. night. I'll be there. Positive news. That is positive I'm news. I'm the ghost with the most, babe. I'm the ghost with the Hello. most. Hello. Beetlejuice, 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 Beetlejuice. All right, guys. Check us out at nofocusradio.com. I think the link is working again. If not, shoot me a message. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Tell a friend. And as always... 
Five stars is the correct number of stars, folks. There it is. Yep, thank yep, you guys yep. for tuning in. We appreciate you. Um, you know, buy us a coffee. And thank you to the one, that guy. We have somebody giving us a dollar a week. And thank I, you, sir. Well, I really do. It? I don't know. It's it's anonymous. I, Fan uh, of the week right there. Really we'll, appreciate it. We'll get you. Oh, he's anonymous? We have an anonymous donor who has been uh, oh, adding in some money. So. Mr. Anonymous, thank you. know you. what? We really do appreciate it. You we are, do. I think, honestly, I'm not even kidding. That's uh, It means a lot because, you know. It you, does. It really you does. Got, you got some value, and we it, it, every And every you're giving us has. some value for exactly. the value you got. Thank you very value much. Value for value. So appreciate it, guys. Um, buy us coffee, and we'll talk soon. Adios. Later.